Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mdiwa Gavaza, and for today, we get into a conversation about financial inclusion in the South African economy. How do we get more people, you know, to be included, um, you know, in uh, in the world of uh, digital payments, and you know, you give um, access to formal financial services to a segment of the population that has, um, you know, gone largely ignored. Uh, by the formal uh, financial services uh, sector, you know, for so long. So that's the conversation that we're going to be having. And to help us to unpack that, we are joined by Simpio Pakati, who is um, uh, the executive head for sales and distribution over at Easy Pay Everywhere. Easy Pay is, uh, you know, a part of uh, Lesaka Technologies. They are listed on the JSC. <music> Simpiwe, greetings to you today. Good day. Thanks, uh, Mudiwa. Great to have the conversation with you. Good place for us to start, obviously. Um, let's, uh, the parent company, which is Lesaka, formerly known as NetOne. Um, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, know that particular name, you know, uh, tended to as, uh, you know, always been, not always, but in recent years, um, association with, uh, you know, the social grants and all of that. But specifically as EasyPay, maybe you could give us some insight into what that unit, um, you know, is actually doing. What are the lines of business? What is it uh, that you guys are doing at EasyPay? Absolutely. So, no, great stuff. Thanks. So, Easy Pay Everywhere is a subsidiary to the Lasaga Group. It's the consumer-facing leg, which uh, basically for, provides banking services to mainly and uh, predominantly grant recipients um, across the country. Um, we've got more than 1.3 million of them uh, who have chosen Easy Pay Everywhere um, as their bank of choice to receive their grant. So we provide that banking services um, to, 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 to those clients. Additionally, we also provide value added services to this client base, such as uh, we provide lending to them um, as well as um, uh, insurance. So we provide a fully fledged uh, financial suite of solutions to this client base uh, being our grant recipient clients. Very interesting, um, you know, to see um, that particular business and we've seen it uh, growing, you know, over, you know, a bit of time. Um, any sense you could give us uh, just around what that uh, customer base looks like? Um, Lesaka is a company that I cover and I do know that one of the stated goals, um, you know, for Easy Pay has been, you know, trying to break this million number, you know, that had been, you know, one of the goals for a number of years. Where are we in terms of that? Yeah, well, you know, we're releasing our results today, so we'll we'll definitely uh, ask that you watch out. But that goal is definitely <laughs> well in sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll keep you guessing. So um, that's been a big goal of ours. Um, I think uh, you, I, I can say it's because we we passed the million even at, the, at when we released our annual results. So the million goal that we were chasing of grant recipients is definitely in hand and we've exceeded it but you'll find out this afternoon when we release our result how far we've gone all right so 
I think one of the things that we are then keen to get your sense on is digital inclusion, financial inclusion um, are some of the big buzzwords and terms that we've heard out of the world of fintech quite a bit in, in recent years. Um, I think I started by sort of framing what the idea is, um, you know, capturing that that part of the market that has largely gone ignored uh, by, uh, you know, your formal banking services. And I guess one of the big questions that I ask, because there's a supply side and a demand side, from the supply side, because you guys are there to offer the the, the services, you know, these banking services, the easy question would be, if this is a base that has gone largely ignored, are you guys not taking some significant risk by trying to include, you know, people, you know, into this uh, world of banking? No, I think um, we tend to look at the world quite differently. Um, if you look at EasyPay's experience in terms of the communities that it operates in, um, we understand the need for formal banking services in this particular sector of the economy and the challenges that they face. Um, we've been part of, um, at one point, paying um, the grant uh, nationally for all, all these clients. And that experience uh, also came with a lot of learnings. And one of the things that I think had has become crystal clear for us is is that this is a big part of the economy um, who have largely been excluded, who actually are not different to you and I in terms of needing financial services. So why do we have the ability and the options that we have? And there's no single institution that actually says, you know what, we're going to put our hand up and actually solve for, for this client base to make sure that they are no longer underserved. So we believe there's a great business opportunity as much as an opportunity to impact this part of the, 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 the population very positively by providing the right solutions that speak to their needs. So definitely not, not, not a risk, uh, but an opportunity in our view. So when it comes to the easy pay offering, right, because there's a lot of different pieces when it comes to, I guess, what are, what are considered to be financial services, you know, things like uh, things like your lending, things like your insurance, things like the ability to to do real time payments, um, you know, money collection, remittances. There's a whole universe of things that are that are offered there for you guys as easy pay. Right. Where have you guys focused uh, what you call this? Where have you guys firstly, where have you focused your attention? And secondly, what's popular? Like, what are what are what are what is your base actually uh, making use of from the different product lines that you guys have? Yeah. So, um, what's really popular and most important is the ability for our clients to receive their grant. For us, that becomes the basis of trust from a client-based perspective, and and unlocks everything else. Once our clients are able to receive their funds in the chosen method of payment, which is our banking uh, uh, account, then they're able then to use those funds to transact and also unlock additional services. So that's the first one. Um, and then secondly, um, they are very much obviously um, 
transactional, so they need these funds to be able to transact. Our card is, 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 is one of the mechanisms they use to transact at any retailer. But more recently, we've thought about how do we become more convenient for them? And we've then obviously launched digital channels for them to transact from the comfort of their home. USSD um, is very convenient um, because they don't need to catch a taxi to go and transact, um, to buy airtime, buy electricity and the like. So that is really quite popular and really speaks to, to, to their needs uh, and how we save them money um, to commute has become quite a, a big winner for them. Uh, we have the app because, you know, when people think of grant clients, they probably think of the old age client base. But if you look at the grant population nationally, 70% is made up of child support grant, which is young mothers um, who actually are, are digitally savvy. So then that's why we also have an app so that we can appeal to all our client segments. So they also use the app. Um, but also then they take up other products. Um, just like you and I, when we think about the need to buy a home, we engage the bank and say, you know what, I, I need to take out a home loan. Um, they also need to provide for schooling. And sometimes the grant is not enough, which is then where we come in. We offer lending, really affordable lending to them um, that then allows them to fulfill their financial needs. In a, in a much more um, affordable and safe manner in line with the regulator. And then lastly, I did mention insurance. Um, uh, we only offer funeral cover at this point in time, um, which ranges from 5,000 to 30,000 rand. And they found it to be extremely affordable. Um, and that is a very popular product uh, of ours. So, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, so very interesting to hear the things that uh, have become, I guess, popular. But like you said, um, you know, the fact that someone is able to receive, um, you know, a grant through one of your accounts probably then unlocks, you know, the different layers that you guys have been able to then build, um, you know, on top of that. Engaging with the community, like I said, there's a supply side and a demand side. On the demand side, there's a criticism, and I'm just going to give it to you because we're debating. Um, that's you know that's <laughs> that uh, that I've heard, and I'm keen to get your take. Um, because on the one hand, you've got people that are obviously, um, you know, grateful, you know, to be included, to have that ability to transact, um, you know, digitally, you know, the ability to let's say send money easily, reduce your reliance on cash. Um, and in certain cases, um, an argument could be made that it's actually cheaper to transact digitally than to transact with, uh, you know, with cash. But on the other side of the equation, you have people that then come in and say, ah, well, you know, financial inclusion is just another way that uh, companies are trying to get uh, people to be indebted, you know, in, in, in South Africa. You know, your thoughts on that? Yeah, so... My thoughts uh, on that is, yeah, of course, there's two two parts to this equation. The first one is one you raised, is that um, we're creating a viable alternative for clients to have access to, to finance for them to fulfill their requirements. The point around indebtedness really comes down to 
the process within which you know, that the organization follows to grant that credit. Um, so in my view, it's, it's not about um, creating people to be in debt and the like. It's about responsible lending to people who one can afford, making sure that you follow the right process to pre-score clients um, and make sure that you understand their affordability. And then only if they qualify, you grant the loans. Um, and that, I mean, you say you cover us and cover our results. You, you would know then that um, when you look at our loss ratio, it's well below um, the, the acceptable uh, range of less than 5% in this market, which is unheard of. So I think for me, I don't think it's about creating indebtedness. It's about responsible lending um, to people who can afford. And those who can't, it's also important that as an organization, you 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 follow the the regulations and you you say no, you can't lend to people who can't afford. So so it's a balancing act, but um, I think there are, there are ways to create financial inclusion without over indebting people. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely a huge balancing act. And I think we do we do need to be fair, you know, to the fact that a lot of the big developed economies around the world have been able to get to where they are through credit, right? Yes. Um, a lot of the funding for technology startups, for example, is coming from, um, you know, a pooling of funds that is actually coming from, people usually call them savings. That's the, that's the formal, that's yes. the formal term that tends to be given. So it, 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 I understand where the argument comes from. But I think within a bigger picture context, uh, history has taught us that a lot of economic development has resulted from uh, what you call this, the extension of credit. And they often say that you can tell the health of an economy just by looking at the level of credit extension uh, that is actually happening, um, you know, in a particular, what you call this, in a particular, yeah, in a particular economy. The other piece of uh, the equation for me that I'm curious about, especially from um, an easy pay, um, you know, point of view is you've got uh, what you call this, uh, you've got the grant recipients who become the, the customer base. And then obviously you've got, I guess, Sasa, which is the one that is putting the money in. How's your relationship with, uh, you know, the merchants? Um, you know, side, with the with the merchant side of things, because when you're unlocking all of these different services, you also have to then be plugging in other other providers, you know, to make you know some of that stuff happening. Of course, you guys are doing some of it in house, but there's obviously uh, partnerships along the way. No, thanks. So you can't digitize the this ecosystem if you just going to look at your lane, your ability, and, um, and and I guess the tools you have. So we, we definitely are looking at, we always look at the entire ecosystem. And when you talk of merchants, the first one that really is a practical uh, example of how we've looked at enabling the entire ecosystem is Kazang, which is our sister company, which uh, form, formed part of the Connect Group acquisition last year in May, um, which actually is trying now to 
bring the consumers, our grant clients, um, as well as the merchants within the communities, which the, within with the communities where they operate, where they can now transact with their cards, um, as opposed to um, catching a, a taxi to go to town. Now these Kazang Spaza shops uh, and 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 uh, the bigger Spaza shops uh, are able to accept cards, and uh, the grant recipients can access their groceries within the ecosystem, which actually um, starts to digitize the ecosystem, the, the flow of funds, as opposed to um, them looking for an ATM or catching a taxi to go to town. So that's one of the most practical um, examples of how we started to bring the ecosystem together for our clients. Then secondly, we've actually just launched a campaign called Easy Um, which is for us a statement of intent more than anything. It's not just a, a catchphrase. We're basically saying things come together for our client base or for these grant uh, recipients because we believe we've got the right solutions for them that meet their day-to-day -day banking requirements, that meet their aspirational needs from a financial services perspective, such as lending and, and funeral cover. But also, we actually are bringing the ecosystem and these financial services and your day-to-day -day requirements to you um, through the digital channels and the merchants that are within walking distance to you. Um, so we, we're making a big commitment to our client with this campaign to say, don't go anywhere. If you come to us, we chose a Zulu word and we just made it easy. And then go, with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It sounds like what you call this. Uh, it sounds like uh, the the marketing team has been hard at work. Um, you know, in in, in putting uh, in putting something like that uh, together. And I guess we'll be waiting to see how the reception of the campaign, um, you know, actually happens. Um, you know, over time. I want to come back to the to the lending piece because uh, we speak quite a bit. We spoke about credit earlier on, and from a financial inclusion point of view, right? It's a similar question to what I asked earlier on. You know about what's popular, and one of the things that I'm very curious about is to say, if you're going to be offering lending, you know, to that base, like what type of products. Um. What yeah? What type of products give Easy Pay a foot in the door when it comes to lending? You know, to that base. I'm going to draw a parallel. In the world of telecoms, right? The mobile operators have you know, uh, what you call this found quite a bit of success, especially Vodacom, when it comes to airtime lending, airtime for advance. example. Yeah, mm -hmm. airtime advance, airtime lending. Who knew that you could lend five rand of airtime, 10, 20 rand of airtime, but it's become a huge business, right? So, yeah, keen to get your insights from that point of view to say, you know, when it comes to lending, like, what's what is it? Is it is it payday loans? Is it 
short extensions? Is it just a 500 rand that someone needs to get to the end of the month? Like, what's actually happening? Because these are real bread and butter issues for a lot of people. Absolutely. No, thanks. So um, the requirements are quite simple. Um, first of all, the client must be receiving their grant with us so that we can be certain that there is a source of income that's coming in. And for us to be comfortable, there must be um, a regular um, income. So over at least three months for us to then see that it's regular um, as per the requirements of the law. Then the construct really is, it's largely a term loan. So client has the flexibility to choose between one to six months um, based on their needs um, to repay the loan. And they start from the smallest loan, like you said, of 500 bucks up to a maximum of 2,000 rand. You know, when I walked in here after spending 15 years um, at at one of the formal banks, I thought 2,000 rand is is so little. Um, having walked this journey over the past two years, uh, traveled the landscape of the country, I've come to realize just how sufficient and significant 2,000 rand is to these clients and the ability to repay it over a maximum of six months um, means that the, the affordability is there and they're able to receive their grant and also afford to pay their loan. And it ends come the end of the six months and the client has the ability to then, if they want another loan, to come reapply. And we start the process from scratch. Um, to If they still uh, can afford, uh, we check the bureau if there's nothing negative or additional expenses that we need to consider. And then if all is in order, we, we then are able to extend the credit. So it does extend the full spectrum. There could be a, a one-month loan, uh, the small 500 rand, if that is the need of the client or up to, to 2,000 rand over a six-month period. Okay. And that's it. Okay, cool. And one of the, the reason why I asked that question um, is from a, the other piece of the digital inclusion and one of the reasons why people favor cash is because there's a perception that cash is cheaper um, than, uh, than using digital payments because if I use digital payments, um, you know, the providers are going to be charging me five or ten rand, ten five or ten cents in the rand, and you know, I don't want to take that hit. So maybe you could just talk to us about, you know, what the approach has been, right? Because that's a, it's one of the big reasons why more than half of payments in South Africa are still being done, you know, in cash, uh, you know, to this day. So yeah, your 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 yeah, your sense on that front, and you know, how do you make because at the end of the day, right, Easy Pay is not a charity. You guys are a business. So you do need to be able to uh, make it sustainable, but also at the same time uh, continue to be affordable, you know, to your to your to your base. So yeah, just just around that, yeah. No, spot on. So we find that our client base really enjoys the face-to-face -face interactions um for from a trust perspective. So which is why we've got now more than 250 physical branches, so point of presence across um, the country. What we first did was review where our branches were placed to make sure that they are 
in the communities where the clients actually live or in the economic hubs, the local economic hubs that the clients come to anyway and within walking distance to Sasa because from time to time they would need to go there. So we've looked at our distribution landscape and made sure that it's it's one relevant for our clients so that if they need to physically come to us, they are able to do so. What we found that we needed to do was employ technology to make sure that the process is, is fast for clients to still come to us physically. So we've then deployed a tablet, um, which our staff are able to use to then originate all our products, whether it's a banking product, loan or insurance within five minutes, which uses biometric because we know you um, and we are then able to facilitate the conversation and come out with a response. Either in the branch or in the communities, we go out with gazebos so that we can also then engage clients and they and come to them phys- physically. And using a tablet means you're not carrying a, a, a desktop, a printers and the works. And this thing talks to the mobile phone of the client that they have. So you don't need a lot of paper that that you need to then complete. So we've really tried to look at our processes and make them digital also to assist those clients who come to us physically. Uh, So that was the first phase. The next phase, which we've just launched, is is them uh, being able to apply from the comfort of their home, especially for repeat customers. We've learned to you before, um, why do you need to come in? We've got all of your details. Just hit our USSD string and uh, we, we are able then to assist you from the comfort of your home and grant you the loan. And then you access it in, into your account um, and you can transact. So that we try and encourage clients to move away from going to physically get the cash. It's in your account. Then you can transact locally um, in a channel that's convenient to you. So we've tried to meet what I would say our digital requirements of our clients. Um, that's our reality. Our clients are digital. Um, it's not only physical. There's an element of digital we're bringing in, but with a physical flame, so that you don't lose the, the connection with the clients. That's what they love. I've been enjoying this, uh, you know, this term digital. Uh, I, yeah. I first heard it from um a professor uh the head of yes. Rhodes business school earlier this year we were doing a piece about uh um online learning you know for business program for for, for business education and he spoke about digital it was the first time i'd heard that term and i've been hearing <laughs> <laughs> i've been hearing more people you know using that term and i think maybe that's a good place for us to end this discussion simply to say for that particular base, um, you mentioned the fact that you know people still want that physical point of presence, right? When it comes to their money, but at the same time, you guys are offering the convenience of you know we can grant you a loan, you know, in the comfort of your own home. So my question is about, uh, I guess we're dispelling myths 
you know, um, any misconceptions that people might have, you know, talking to people that are actually at the call face who actually understand how the market works. A big part of the financial inclusion discussion has to do with technology use, right? Is this base of, uh, you know, this part of the part of the economy receptive to technology use? Right. Yeah. I think that's the question that I, that I'm asking because a lot of fintech players come into the market with apps and super apps and you know all of this stuff. But um, like you said, people still want that physical. So I just oh, trying to get what the balance is for you guys in terms of the tech piece versus the physical piece. Yeah. So I think it's it's early days. Um, from what I can see in terms of digital adoption, there definitely is an, an understanding, a better understanding now of the different options that clients have. But I think we have to be more deliberate in driving uh, two very important things. One, the safety aspect of these digital solutions and secondly, the convenience factor. Um, we almost have to sing um, our our USSD star one twenty star three seven three seven hash and make a trend for them to really get it. And there are then early adopters. Um, like I said earlier, your child support grant client base, which is the majority, are definitely adopting quicker um, than the other segments of the grant population. But what we are experiencing is also the old age, the new old age grants used to be principals of the schools we went to. Um, and they, they actually are already using banking apps um, and, and the like. It's just a, the safety and security aspect. So it's early days, but it's moving in the right direction, in my view. All right. So it's early days, but it's moving in the right direction. That is us talking to Simpiwe, uh, was uh, characterizing for us uh, what, uh, you know, the financial inclusion discussion is looking like and the contribution that Easy Pay Everywhere is, uh, you know, making in that particular space. Uh, you know, their domain is uh, the, 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 the realm of, um, you know, social grants in South Africa. And uh, they've been working to get that base you know more included because once upon a time it was simply just an act of getting money into an account if people take their money from the atms i remember when i was at university back in the day we knew that if you um you know if you went to certain uh certain banking halls or certain atms uh the night before uh social grants are being paid there would be queues around midnight yeah because literally as soon as the money reflects People are taking the cash out and then you continue to transact in that way. But um, the likes of Easy Pay everywhere saying that they're trying to create a shift in how that money is used you know let's try and keep um you know when the when the once the money has come in let's try and keep it in digital form you know so that we can then extend um you know other services on top of that allow people to be transacting um you know digitally giving them access to you know more of the formal services that would typically be offered uh, by some of the traditional banks so very interesting space to be playing in and some and especially the in 
insights um, that Simpiwa was able to give us just around the behavior uh, because it's one thing to to think about it in broad strokes, uh, but quite something else to actually drill down, you know, to say what is this particular base, um, you know, doing, you know, because um, we often talk in economics about the multiplier effect, right? You start with about a million people here that are receiving their money, but that money has to be spent somewhere else. And, you know, if we're able to track that, if we're able to plug in other uh, services, other providers, merchants, and that type of thing, uh, then you create, um, you know, quite a powerful ecosystem. And hopefully, over time, uh, we then add to this thing, uh, this nebulous thing called financial inclusion, which if I'm going to be honest, I think um, some players have not fully wrapped their heads around what exactly they're trying to do in this space. But at least um, good to know that um, Easy Pay has come, has their strategy and, you you know, they're working um, to make that happen. And also, you know, where we ended off uh, about the fact that technology, you know, is a huge enabler and we are seeing a lot more people, you know, heading in that direction. Of course, it does need um, some evangelism and some education to make all of that happen. So that was us. We were talking to Simpio Pakati, who is uh, the executive head for sales and distribution over at EasyPay Everywhere. Simpio, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Mudiwa. Remember, easy in Toziatanga. Thank you. <laughs> nice Cheers. one. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning